Today's podcast is all about how to settle finance properly because about two, three weeks ago, I buggered up big time, Rory. Uh, honestly, I did. I had a customer. He rang up through our car buying website. He said, I've got a car for sale. Um, I said, have you got any negative equity? He said, yeah. He had to give the finance company seven grand. His car was worth five and a half. So I give him, so I said, look, no worries, we'll come down, but you've got to settle your finance in front of us. And the mistake that I made was when I got to his house, I sent the money to his account. I didn't give it to the finance company because... Oh, I remember this was the fucker that um, didn't... Yeah, you hadn't found him, didn't you? Yeah, I had to find him, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you the story quickly. We went to his house, we were parked outside his house and he was like, oh, coronavirus, you can't come in and all this. And I was in a rush, so I sent the money to his account. He said, right, I'll go inside and I'll pay it now. So I just didn't think. He paid it, he come out and he had the finance block. He didn't have anyone on the phone, so he just came back out and he went, I've paid it. So then I rang up the finance company and they said, they said, we can't tell you, uh, you know, we don't know how much he's paid, but we can tell you that he has made a payment. So I thought, oh, well, that's fair enough. He's probably paid it. Then the next day, I rang up the finance company first thing, and they said, no, he hasn't paid all of it. I went, well, how much has he paid? They went, we can't tell you. I'm like, bloody hell. I thought I'd give him five and a half grand. He could have paid, like, just 50 quid, you know. So I tried to ring him up. He didn't answer. No, he did answer. He went, hello. I went, oh, hello, this is David from uh, Morphia Motors. And he put the phone down. And I was like, fuck. Oh, fuck yeah. So I rang on someone else's phone, and it was just going straight to answer phone. So I was like, right, let's go to his house. So Aaron, who's just started working for us, he looks a bit like, he, look, he looks like a bouncer, you know. <laughs> he looks a bit tough. So me and him went in his van, got outside his house, and luckily he was in. Long story short, He'd paid off four grand of the finance. He'd kept 1,500 for himself. So we had to put him in the back of Aaron's van. So he thought he was getting, uh, he thought he was getting took hostage. We took him to the bank and he gave us the 1,500 quid back. And then, long story short, uh, finance company, in the end, they gave us the money, what he gave them. Uh, and then we gave him his car back. So, oh, fucking prick. Oh, what an absolute nightmare. So, when he got sorted... Were you ready to, were you ready to like, batter him? Like, were you, were you like, raging? Well, well, yeah, I was raging at first because I didn't think he was in when we got to his house. Aaron said straight away, he was like, oh, he's, out. he's not in, he's not in. So I'm banging on the back door, banging on the front door. And then when he answered, I was just so relieved that he was in. Yeah. So I was like, I was like that that uh, program don't pay, take it away. I was like, let me in now. And I just like jumped in his house, and then we got on the phone to the finance company, and the bloke on the phone said, look, you know, you're breaking the law and all this. And then as soon as he heard that we were going to get the police involved, he, he like he absolutely shit himself, and he was like, I'll get you the money, I'll get you the money. Um, but the worst thing was, was when the finance company sent the money back, they didn't send it back to us. They had to send it back to his oh, account. Fuck, you know. So then we had to go at the bank and the bank didn't believe that he was, the, the bank thought that I was making him give me yeah, the money. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So we were in the bank for like an hour and a half 
And I was like, he's trying to rob me. And they didn't believe me. So, oh, it was a right palaver. But we got the money in the end, so... And this is something that I'm not confident with, Rory, if I'm being honest, is, is settling finance for people. Because the other thing is, when you're settling finance, it's like, oh, well, there's the account number, there's the sort code, just settle the finance. You know, how do you know that that's the right account number sort code if you haven't heard of that finance company? I mean, how, how do you work it? Good point, yeah. We, all, we always verify it. We always... Um always verify we always speak to the finance company we'll, we'll always call the finance company that we've got a settlement letter for and then we will uh, sort of you know check that it's the correct check that it's the correct details for them to get them to confirm their bank details most of them have it displayed on their website as well right right I see yeah yeah because like Morton Oval when you put that into your your, your your NatWest account it comes up straight away doesn't it match but yesterday so we had a customer it was six thousand. He owed the finance company six thousand five hundred. I think we give him six thousand for his car, so we paid the finance company. Now he owes five hundred pounds. So what would you do in that situation? Would you sit with him and listen to him pay that off? So what I would do. So if, yeah, for example, if I was getting a customer to, if I was buying a car privately, and the customer had negative equity on the car, just for argument's sake, say it was a ten grand settlement figure sorry i was giving them 10 grand for the car they had a 12 grand settlement figure and they they owed 2k yeah. uh, personally i would get them to pay that 2k to me directly ah, um, right and then i would pay it in one go from from them uh, i just don't trust i don't i don't i don't trust any anyone to to do it i know that we will and i know that we know what we're doing i think that sometimes even when the customer thinks that they can call up and just pay it over the phone sometimes they've got limits on how much they can take on a credit card etc so i'll always be in control of it we're kind of a bit of a control freak here anyway in terms of the way we run the business we we like to make it as we like to take the customers or the the seller of the vehicle out of the mix and try and limit the damage they can do sometimes it's malicious and sometimes it's just purely not knowing even something as simple as as getting a customer to put their own plate on retention is difficult enough isn't it Dave so um, settling finance and putting that into the mix just makes things 10 times more more challenging and and have you ever had any bad experiences with settling finance um, I don't think I have no no, I've never I've never had a problem with it but we we always HPI everything to to double check um, that it's got that obviously if it's got finance on it and then obviously it shows you the account number it shows you who it's with so you've got an idea we always get the customer to send us a settlement letter so if we're taking it apart X and it's got finance uh, we get them to email us you know even just a screenshot from the account we always get them to email something to us just to show that it yeah. has finance and who, who we need to pay it to sometimes they say oh, I can't get it or I can't get the settlement letter or I can't do this or I can't do that we, as soon as you sort of say well we can't settle your finance until you've provided that for us you know 10 minutes later you've got it in your inbox it's just a case if they can't be bothered ringing and sitting on hold for ages to the finance companies yeah. Um, yeah. one of the big problems you've got is that finance companies just won't speak to you they will only speak to the named and authorised person on the yeah. account yeah. which I understand for certain security reasons why but if you've got the, the legitimate interest in actually paying it off and confirming it's paid off I think that you can get customers to set up a password and, and set up an account reference as well. So they can say, oh, Dave from XYZ Cars is going to call. Um, so I think you can get them to do that as well, but it's not something we've needed to do. We do we do buy quite lumpy and expensive cars privately, which have generally got finance on them as well. Yeah. So 
in terms of settling them we just um, yeah we always just get the customer to do it and then uh, sort of we pay them so so if it's in if it's in positive equity we'll just clear the finance and send them the rest yeah uh, I think one of the situations we tend to find is a problem is um, if we go buy a car privately the customer has finance on the car so if I say that the customer had a finance settlement of 15k and we were buying the car for 20k we'll send the customer the 5k they'll confirm it's in their account if we send the 15k to the finance company even if the customer calls them the finance company won't confirm that's been paid straight away they usually have a two or three day yeah. or even minimum sort of 24 hours before they're allocated to the account that can then cause problems with customers getting a bit squeaky and thinking you're trying to yeah. you're trying to scam them or something yeah. like that yeah. so yeah. we always send a remittance uh, email across to them so we'll do a screenshot from the bank um but that is something that does does cause us a problem from time to time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's what happened with that chap yesterday. Um, I don't think he wanted to send... Well, he didn't send us the 500. He got his granddad to pay it. And I'd, I've never even thought of getting that 500. Um, I should have got the 500 from him, shouldn't I? But you can see where the customer's thinking, oh, I'm giving you 500. How do I know that you're going to pay that off? That's the problem, isn't it? I think sometimes it's like, uh, if you're the car buying stuff, it's almost like you've got to sell. Usually you'd be selling a car, wouldn't you? So you're trying to sell the benefits of buying from you and telling them you're a good dealership and you offer good warranty and you know, you've got loads of good reviews. I think you've got to do the same when it comes to buying cars off the public. You've got to yeah. sell yourself that you're trustworthy, you do this all the time, you know what you're doing, and uh, yeah. it can be a little bit frustrating sometimes. They make it, some people make it very difficult just to buy their car off them. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. We, we, we had one the other day who we bought a car off, uh, off one of the one of the sort of big buying platforms that deals with customers lists their cars. When it came to paying off the finance, the guy refused to let us have his car until uh, the finance company would confirm it was done. We knew that, that from previous experience with that finance company, that would be at least sort of 48 to 72 hours. We weren't prepared to pay and then leave. Obviously, we weren't prepared to pay for a car leave it with him. So, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, there was no, there was just no getting around that customer. There was no, no reasoning with that customer and they're going to have to go and trade their car in somewhere or, or, or clear it so what happened with that, that did you not get that car then it just blew the deal out of the water mate we couldn't do it yeah we were simply unable to do it despite despite trying it's very frustrating actually a bit frustrating yeah definitely because some because this is what happened to me with that it was only Fiesta it was automatic I got sucked in because it was such a good deal and I just wanted to get the car and that's what buggered me up, didn't it? Because I didn't have all my ducks in a row. I just didn't do it properly. No, you've always got to be kind of organised with it. But it does it happens to the best of us. I mean, probably we're all guilty of maybe taking a car in that we forget to HBI check or, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Or we've done it on a quick free valuation rather than a full one that shows if there's any finance or write-off on it. So um, I think it's just always... We're, we're quite disciplined with what we do. So before we take a part X in, before we buy a car privately at the last minute before payout we'll always double check we've got a HPI in it and if we've not yeah. we'll kind of re- redo it on the spot I reckon you should probably have a bit of a deal file in all fairness where you've got your if you're buying a car or someone that's got finance you should probably have print out a HPI report to show that you've done a check on it in the first place you know it's not a write off and you know it's got finance on it yeah print out a copy of the settlement figure and print out a copy of what you've paid to both the customer and to 
yeah. the finance company yeah. staple them all together put them in a folder then you kind of know you've done you yeah. know you've done everything don't you by the book and yeah. if you've not got them three things together I think that you should probably yeah. it sounds simple doesn't it but at least you've got some kind of on your own checklist yeah that's brilliant that's brilliant and what's, what's the uh, biggest uh, negative equity you've seen in a car then <laughs> I don't know probably about I think we get quite regularly get four or five grand thrown out these days <laughs> yeah. um, when they've not had a car long or they're on with one of the um, one of the subprime companies and they've not had the car long in particular there's just no helping no yeah. helping some of those deals is there yeah. uh, miles away um, yeah. I think I think we did about 7k on a Range Rover Sport a lot of Range Rover Sports with uh, particularly on Santander as a funder seem to have massive negative equity in them yeah. but just yeah you do get it don't you i suppose that them bigger cars because they, they lose so much value each year don't they is, is that why it is i think so if the market drops i think i think it was one of those cars like range over sports i've noticed it Santander must have had a really strong residual on them and done some great deals when they were sort of new or nearly new yeah but the market must have absolutely tanked for them and they've really really depreciated a lot heavier than anyone expected yeah. so um I affect loads of customers that run. If I see Santander when I do a HPI check and it's a Range Rover Sport, <laughs> yeah. I know there's going to be thousands in it. Do you know, is, is that why there's loads of private sellers of Range Rovers on auto trade, do you think? Probably, yeah, because <laughs> they've got no way else of getting out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the values, they're probably asking ridiculous money for them as well. Yeah, yeah, they are. Because honestly, if you go on auto trade and you put in private seller Range Rover, there's like... There's tons of them. There's absolutely loads. So it must have something to do with that, definitely. So, so yeah, thank you for that, Rory. That's, that's all it was, really. I just wanted to find out what, what, what is the best way to settle finance because it's just something that, you know, it's, it just seems mental to me that you get an account number, a sort code, you pay it off, and, and that's it. You don't get no sort of confirmation. You don't... It's, it's just, yeah, just no, baffles, it probably, probably is something that some of the industry guys could probably lobby for and get a bit more clearance on it. I mean, we're the ones paying the finance, so we don't get an acknowledgement from the finance company. But I think that, yeah, just sort of reiterate, I reckon if you've done a HBI check so that you actually know the car's on finance with who they say it is, get the customer to send you the settlement letter, which generally speaking will have the bank details. Trust probably no one. And, and then double yeah. check yourself that those details are correct for that deal um and then pay it off yourself don't let a customer be involved in it make sure you do it yourself because even if you're paying off you know 8k of a 10k settlement and the customer's paying off two if, if you leave it to them to call up and do it you know will they ultimately it's them that'll be responsible for the account but yeah. you just you don't want the headache take the headache out of it and don't give them the opportunity for that make yeah. sure that's been done and then and then pay it yourself i think that's the easier way to do things definitely and just quickly, mate, private number plates, what do you do with them then? Because that's, <laughs> um, an, that's another one that I find a bit of a nightmare with customers. Private plates. Um, well, at the minute, they're a bit quicker. As long as they go through online, there's not really a big problem with it. We get the customer to do it. Um, do, do you get do them to put it on do, re- it do you get them to put it on retention first? And then... In all honesty, uh, right or wrong, I try and do it as much as possible for them just because it's easier and quicker, and I know it's been done. Um, particularly if it's a deal where they're maybe, I don't know, they're arranged to come in like a week a week later. So, you know, if someone leaves a deposit on a Saturday and says they'll come back the following Saturday, we'll get their plate off it then. And when they bring their part exchange in, we know it's been taken off. Um, yeah. I try to, yeah, again, I just try and, I, 
try and I, I try and sell it as it's you know let me handle it all for you. We know what we're yeah. doing. We do loads of these, yeah. um, which is which is true. We do kind of know what we're doing. We do try and make it nice and easy, and we do yeah. try and make the buying a new car experiences almost as yeah. enjoyable and easy as possible for customers. But at yeah. the same time, it helps us. We know it's been done. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they just don't know what they're doing, even though it's a step by step sort yeah. of form. Yeah. Um, most people are okay, but again, we do that on a on a daily or weekly basis. The customers maybe, what's the average time someone keeps a car? Three, four, five years? They're, yeah. they're doing it every, you know, exactly. twice a decade, aren't they? Yeah. Or, or something yeah. like that, or three times a decade, whereas we're doing them more frequently. We know what we're doing. Um, when they need to send it off in the post, that's a pain, isn't it? Because they just take, oh, they take ages to come back and then deviate and you, you check back and you've made a mistake on the form or something like that. But yeah. by and large, they don't cause us too much, too much headache. Because I, I don't do private plates often enough to be it's cemented in my mind so when a customer comes in oh can i just put my private number plate onto this car what i say to them is look put it on retention and then when you get your new v5 then it's easy to do that way but is there a quicker way to no, do that's it? the only way to do it that is correct oh, the right. only way they can add their private plate to their new car yeah. is once their new car's been assigned to them on its original v5 at that point they can add their private plate pretty yeah. much instantly um, so long as the car's taxed so no you are you are right that's with that. there's no there's no sooner so, way of doing it so when they put that deposit down on the saturday you try and get them to pick that car up the following saturday and you put it on retention so they get their new v5 within that week am i right in thinking yeah that's what yeah. so i i would i would never register a car that i'm selling to someone until i've been paid in full for it so right. if they pay in full on a saturday if they leave a deposit i'm not registering the v5 to them till i've got full payment in my account mm. uh, if they do then on occasion i will i don't mind doing it a little bit sooner so they can come back to me with say the v5 for that and the v5 for their party exchange as soon as they've paid a deposit they can either pay the 80 pound retention fee to me or they can do it themselves but i sort of insist and urge them to do it straight away to avoid any delays assigning their private plate to their new vehicle and i think if you sell it to the customer as it's speeding things up for them rather than speeding things up for you yeah. and get their shiny private plate on their shiny new car that yeah. bit quicker. I think that that generally tends to yeah. tends to work for most people. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Rory, that's brilliant, mate. Thank you for that. You've answered a few questions that have been bobbing about in my head. So, no, you're welcome. Mate, thank you very much. Uh, mate, right. I'll, I'll let you get back at it. Have you got loads of customers? Uh Actually, do you know what? We haven't really been dealing with that many customers face-to-face. We've been doing a lot of test drives and wasting time with people face-to-face. A lot yeah. of our deals still seem to be going on online and uh, yeah. almost like a click-and-clip type setup. A lot of people are still buying that way. I think yeah. there's a lot of bored people who just want to come and kick tyres. But yeah. I think we'll get there. It's, uh, I don't know about you, but we've been finding it a little bit of a challenge just getting back into the swing of things, dealing with people on site and stuff yeah. like that. It's uh, taking yeah, a lot to get used to. Definitely. It's, it's dropped off this week. It hasn't been as busy but um, that, that, I, are open. yeah exactly <laughs> and the sun's out isn't it so the sun's out there's the places bugger. to go you can do things I, I, I don't know I think that's probably got a lot to yeah. a lot to go count for yeah definitely mate anyhow mate I'll let you get on thanks for that Rory mate cheers mate bye bye bye, bye. bye. bye.